I'm not cold, the air around me is cold. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast, WBCS, with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Casey. Yes, that's right, folks. Let me tell you, there's no greater truth than that the... Oh, hold on. Music. No greater truth than that it's just not cold. It's just the air around you is cold. Sometimes we forget that. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just a way of life, folks. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of music problems tonight. Ah, Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, everybody. How's everyone doing this evening? Uh, this is Casey. I'm with Sweet Melissa. Big Ed will be joining us live from the no, He's live. He is oh. live. I don't have a mute button. I might have to just hang up and call back. Oh, okay. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll do this. Oh, yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound good. That's going to really... Uh... Yeah, I don't know how to make that quiet. There's usually a... How did, how, how's it doing that? What? The clicking? Mm-hmm. That's the mic. The mic has a mute button. Like, watch. Well, I, I, I get that, but... Why is it making that sound? I, I don't know. I usually use the phone, but the phone doesn't have the mute function on it right now. Do you think we can afford, can we afford Scott the engineer? (laughs) Can afford Big Ed, let him hang up and pull back. Yeah. No, that's fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy (laughs) with that. That's sound sound effect. Special effect. Oh, hey, wait, listen. We did a special taping the other night for our New Year's Eve show. Uh, which was not a New Year's Eve show, but because <laughs> next week we're going to be attending the SmackDown that's going to be live in Tampa with John Cena, Roman Reigns, you know, so forth. So uh, we're just not going to make that happen uh, as far as doing a live podcast. And then did you already get tickets? Oh yeah, long, months ago, months ago. Okay. So it's already. Well planned. Um, there's a whole caravan, a caravan. There's a caravan of us going. Uh, there's gonna be nine total going. Fingers crossed. You see the subway slam at SmackDown. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, finally making his return to the show. The subway. Oh slam. my oh, goodness! It sounded like. Merry I Christmas, everybody. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Chanukah. Yeah. Chinooka. Yeah. Chinooka. yeah. Happy Chinooka. Happy Chinooka, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for Smokey Robinson just teaching me. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's all about the, you know, teaching moments in life. Like, I know I can't say uh, the M word anymore. <laughs> and to learn about the beauty of Chinooka. So. It's all about the emphasis. So there was a rumor going around last week that you couldn't attend the show because you're too busy attending SantaCon in New York. Who, me? Yeah. I I heard you were like the the head Santa for SantaCon. I mean, I I wish, but unfortunately, uh, I did something else that is uh, that was actually more. I I don't know how you say it. Uh, It was a lot better. for my life, I mean, 
I guess I don't know if you remember that off off Broadway show I did. Mm, yeah, and that's we heard something about that. Yeah, uh, I may or may have not uh, done another off off Broadway show. Uh, okay. Of Disney's High School Musical. Excellent. Uh, I'll just say that I'll just say this. I mean, it's not bad. It wasn't bad actually. Um, if you want to see, it the wasn't. Movie, no, yeah, I, 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 I could about... I could see it in the New Yorker now. The review, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, literally. I mean, it's not. It's not bad. I mean, I don't know it. That that movie was for millennials, but feel free uh, for all you Gen Xers and Boomers um, cool. to check cool. it out on a. Uh, Disney Plus. I, I believe the review. Hold on. I'm reading a review from The New Yorker. Um, oh, watching oh, Subway Yorker. Slam perform gave me a tickle me giblets. What? That's, a, that's high praise. I don't even know what that yeah. means. But um, ah! I, I, I think that's good. I'm concerned for your giblets. <laughs> His or theirs? There's a tickle in their giblets. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know what? I'll say this. We had a full crowd both nights. Really? Yeah. Nice. Like, Excellent. I, uh, the first night, there was like 200 people that went. So that was over 200 people. So that was pretty impressive. What percentage of that did you make? Of the ticket sale? Zero. Oh. I'm fire your agent. Be Label yeah, ones. no, you, because, because they were free. Oh, so you really did, did, you could have made a hundred. Do the people want to hear a little snippet of that show? Uh, do you have a snippet of that show? Well, let's see. Let's see. I bet you do. Uh -oh. okay. Hey, it's time for the debut of our new song. I went wherever it is. I'm just gonna stir my beverage. Wait, while we look. are we supposed to do a drum roll for either uh, Big Ed? We're doing a. Drink oh, that, that sounds like a drum roll almost. Okay. That's catching up way too much on the mic. I mean, I announced it. I knew it was going to be loud. <clears throat> well, while he's getting that queued up, how about that World Cup there, Subway? Did you watch the final match? Yeah, I did watch the final match. match. Uh, congratulations to Lionel Messi. Uh, you know he deserves it. I think that this World Cup was one the best was probably the best World Cup final I've ever seen. Probably one of the best sports matches I've ever watched. Um, you know, just the climax of that game um, was just phenomenal. Um, and I think this game really cemented that Lionel Messi is the greatest soccer player of all time. It's it's soccer. Not sure, he 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 goes he goes definitely in that discussion with he, yeah Pele and you know everyone else Ronaldo. Um, sure, like uh there was I mean there was a popular debate like Messi or Ronaldo. Breaking news. Uh, most likely that debate is over because mm -hmm. Ronaldo's oh, yeah. em Ronaldo's empty-handed. Well, and listen. It, it was Mbappe played phenomenal. It was magical. The 
I mean, he took over the game the last 10 minutes in, in regulation. Uh, he, did. He, he did everything he could do to try to put France in a position to win. Uh, there was nothing that guy should hang his head down about. I mean, yeah, they, uh, they, they should be the front runner for the next World Cup, even though that's four oh, years away sure. and, and a lot can happen in four years. But they were pretty impressive. I, I loved it. I loved just how they set, at least for the American broadcast, they put the guys that were in the booth um you know that that did uh, the the pregame match with Clint Dempsey, Alexi Lawless oh, and Landon Donovan with uh and I'm trying to forget the other guy the broadcaster and Rob uh, Stone. Yes, Rob Stone. I love yeah. that they had them call the game. 24 Hey, Rob Stone, aka the 24/7 champion. Really? He was a 24/7 champion. That is very true. Huh. Yes. And and also he said his favorite uh soccer club was the uh well the original Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh huh. Yes. Um, is he a Tampa guy? His wife. No, his wife is. His wife worked mm. for old uh, WTSP in uh, in Tampa. She was a, a broadcaster. Not a nice. broad, a broadcaster. A broadcaster. She was just a caster. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, um, so not funny. You mentioned Pele. I saw on the news he is very sick. Uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's been sick for a while though. He's been sick for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. He's gotta be in his eighties though. Right. I mean, he he was playing too. Yeah. I mean, he, he was pretty old playing in the original, whatever the MLS in the seventies in the United States. Yeah, he played for the New York Cosmos, and I mean, he'd go everywhere and just sell out. Like, and they would play in these old football stadiums that see like seventy thousand people. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they were drawing crazy crowds for him. And I mean, he was like definitely in his forties then. Yeah. Um, or, oh yeah, I'm looking there. at I'm looking at Pele news uh, news about Pele. Yeah, no, his health is there. From one day ago, this article, this article put out one day ago. It said the title says, "Pele's health has worsened." Hospital says, no. "Yeah, he had he he's been he's has it says he has colon cancer." Uh, oh man, he was in the nineteen fifty eight World Cup. Okay, that's how old he is. Yeah, for real. Yeah. No, for fake. He oh, was yeah. 18. Didn't he play like in uh, like five World Cups or something crazy? Four. Four. Four World Cups. He won three of them. <laughs> not too bad. Yeah, not too bad for a player. There you go. Yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah, he's been sick since September of 2021. So, he's been – and – yeah, not good. And he had COVID last month, so that's also really bad. Mm-hmm. No yes, at the Warm Beer and the Cheap Seats podcast, we frown on COVID. Yeah. We, he, yeah, we, he we stand against it. He just, uh, it says he contracted a lung infection, so. COVID. Hey, stand against COVID. We can make shirts. Sack. Yeah. Stand against COVID. Yeah. 
what what would uh be the k for no, no, no just no, sac oh you think of football <laughs> oh yeah that's perfect <laughs> why do you think that? hey are, are yeah. you a jets fan right you're a jets me? fan <laughs> yeah i i uh me oh i'll tell you no. this yeah, i watched one. the no uh i'll say this right, i watched right. the uh I watched the game last night, and you know, I the, could the Jaguars Jets game. Like, the Jaguars know. Jets game, and yep. I could, and like I'll say this, I, even though I'm not in MetLife Stadium or like, or like watch a lot of Jet games, I'll say this, I could well, feel, I could feel how the I can understand how the uh, Jets fans are feeling right now. They're seven eight. This is one of their best teams that they've had since I don't know 2015 um they're still in contention for the playoffs but I don't think they're going to make it now because they got a quarterback who spends more time smashing his mother's friends than playing football what does smashing mean in that story Mm. uh pound town it is what it sounds okay all right yeah there Good you for go. Him. In, in WC, WBCS terminology. You got my attention. Yes. He's scoring the yeah. wrong type of touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Brody. He's playing the wrong sport. So, He's hitting home runs. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I could see the potential in Zach Wilson, you know, but he just, I don't know. He just throw like, there's too many times I just see him. He just throws the ball up nilly willy to God knows whoever, and uh, just hoping someone comes down with it that's wearing the same jersey he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I didn't understand though last night they all right I understood why they benched him because they were a little frustrated, and um, but I didn't I know who this uh, Steckler or whoever that guy is they put in. He was basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was basically. Um, a halfback that could play quarterback, and you have Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco hurt? Uh, I don't know. You know what? I did hear uh, fans were chanting, like, we want Flacco. So, hey, you yeah, don't fl- hear that in 20 20- – hey, you don't hear that in 2022. <laughs> You're right. Listen, Joey Joey the Hitman Flacco, dude. I mean, Super Bowl he's champion. Just, he's Super Bowl champion. He's, he's really great in the postseason. So if they- I don't know. The, the The Jets are very curious. I there are things that this has, head coach has done to improve their defense. Just yeah. on the offensive side, I I don't know if it's him or the coordinator. Well, he's a he's a de- well. Of course, he's going to get himself. He's going to get he's going to get himself fired. That's I'm watching. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Of course, it's the defense could be good uh, if because of Robert Sala. He's he was a defensive coordinator for the Niners when they made the Super Bowl before he went over to the Jets as head coach. So, um, staff wise, uh, I'm checking to see who they have as I don't know who OC. They have a young guy as their OC, Mike Lafleur. He's 34, 35. Uh, yeah, so they have a young guy taking the. And I and I just heard. 
And uh, and I just heard one of their uh, coaches, uh, wide re- their wide receiver coach, just got uh, um, suspended for violating the league's gambling policy. Matt LaFleur. Oh, Matt. Wait. Oh, Matt. It was Matt LaFleur? No, I wonder if they're related. Oh, no, no. They are. They're brothers. Oh. Well, no. Yeah. 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 No, they're, yeah, they're, they're very young. He's, he's the younger brother of the, the Packers yeah. coach. Okay. And then uh, Miles Austin, who's the wide receiver coach for the Jets, he got suspended Miles. for gambling. Miles Austin, wasn't he a cowboy? He was. Yeah. He was a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's a coach for the Jets. And now actually, well, he, he's a gambler. He, actually, he was a coach for the Jets. Whoa. Yeah, but how's the NFL like enforcing this shit? I mean, all they do is advertise uh, gambling nonstop. Hey, you know, I have an idea actually, because you know what? It just reminded me something. You know, because the holidays are are here. I mean, are you gonna get in Let's... trouble for playing dreidel? Are you gonna get suspended for playing dreidel? Because isn't that gambling? Well, uh-huh. I, 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 you know what? I can't speak on that. I'm not an authority on no, no, the dreidel game. Dreidel. Hanukkah, I think, money, is gambling because they gambled that that oil would last as long as it did. So, I mean, it's gambling. <laughs> yeah. Why can't, why, yeah, why can't, because, you know, I just, pl- I, I Look, if you, today. If, yeah, but I don't know if you guys want to just sit there and talk about Hanukkah and not be, you know. We're not the authority we may need on to it. get a professional. Yeah. Yeah. If I can find a, uh, if I can find I mean, a, oh, yeah. Does anybody know how to get in touch with Hanukkah Harry? He would know. Yeah. That blue outfit, <laughs> definitely, you know it's him. On Shlomo. Yeah. Yeah. I forget all the... the their mules he had or something. <laughs> what a kick in the nuts to their religion. Hey, it's very popular. There was a go-to in the 80s, the John Lovitz Hanukkah Harry. Huh. I don't that. Everyone should watch it. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Jaguars are looking good, and... Um, yeah. You know, I, as much as I think Doug Peterson will be bad for uh, Lawrence in the end, um, he's good for him right now. Why? Yeah. Because Peterson will oh, eventually right, be bad right. for yeah. the quarterback. He, gotcha. he, he yeah. always look, I, he look what he did with Carson Wentz. There you go. Gotcha. But Which, it, it was speaking of the guy that replaced Carson Wentz this weekend. He, no. Big Dick Knowles is uh, starting oh, yeah. for the Colts this weekend. Nick Foles, who's dragged that retirement for the third time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, well, the Colts have been mathematically eliminated because the Jaguars won. So why not play Nick Foles? Yeah, Actually, Nick Foles. did you guys watch that? Uh, did you watch their the game against the Vikings uh, on on Saturday last Saturday? We, we did. Actually. Did not watch it live. We watched a replay late at night uh, on NFL Network, and it was uh, it was two different games. One half it was like thirty three to nothing, and the other half yeah, it was like the it, it was two halves of thirty three to nothing. It was the the craziest game I've ever seen in my life. Cr- craziest game, and and I remember watching 
The game that it broke the record was the 1992 divisional game between the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Oilers. Yeah. Where the Oilers had the massive collapse in the second half. And and Jim Kelly was hurt. They they had Frank Reich. Oh, who just got was, fired. Uh, who just got fired from Indy. He was the quarterback that engineered that comeback. It was it was the craziest game. I remember watching it. And Yeah, I I watched it backstage. Uh, during my show, like during the during the performance, I watched it backstage, and you know when I got on, I turned off my phone. So, before, uh, you're a prof- before you're a professional. Thank you. Well, I wanted to watch the game, so you're a pro for real if you can watch the game and perform at the same time. Yeah. Well, you know, Kirk Cousins, he starts getting going. Um, he, he's going to be a problem. You know, that that offense can really score. You know, they get in a groove. Justin Jefferson. Um, Dalvin Cook. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, they, they got a good team. They do. My question is, like, how long can this uh, team, like, Keep stay it intact? Keep it together. Yeah. Because uh, I've actually looked their defense. Their defense is not that good. Well, everyone, everyone I know that it's a Vikings fan is very nervous. They're like, when does this implode? Is it in the the first weekend they play? Is it in the NFC championship? And, you know, they miss like a chip shot field goal. Like what's going to undo them? Because they are very, very nervous at this point. Yeah. Because they're looking like front runners for the NFC. They are. And also it's like, how long will this team – like want to stick with Kirk Cousins because for the past like I don't know actually no since the 2019 season where they made the playoffs uh, I think they got knocked down the divisional round for NFC NFC championships uh they uh were almost close to trading Kirk Cousins so that would have been dumb yeah they they would not have been nearly as good. I mean, I, I don't know who you replace Kirk Cousins with. He's he just throws four thousand yards with thirty plus touchdowns every year. He's he's very very productive quarterback. He is. He is. I was so happy when he graduated college. I w- I really wish he graduated sooner because he kept beating Notre Dame. And it was just uh, really aggravating me. I'm like, this kid is a thorn in my side. I'm like, please. I was sending him emails. I'm like, you know, you'd make a lot of money if you go now in a draft. I'm like, you don't want to miss out. You know, I mean, just, yeah. no. He had to stick around. He had to stick around and beat the Irish every year. Guy just, like, cared about education, you know. Just so annoying. Really hate those guys that care about their education. I need something to fall back on in case my three and a half year career doesn't pan out. You know, <laughs> no, no, live for today. Buy a big house, get a nice car. Worry about the rest later. Yeah, but whatever you do, just don't be playing the Irish. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, I mean. You, you know, uh, what is it? I think – you know who I think could be a really good team going forward, uh, like, during the playoffs? What's that? 
uh, the 49ers. See, I was going to say the Detroit Lions, but um, yeah. yeah, 49ers I, I could like be the, okay. I like the Lions. I do like the Lions, but I also like the, lo- the 49ers. The Lions a lot? <laughs> this guy. Well, here's the 40, 49ers have the defense. They can run. Um, everyone's all up on Brock Purdy. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll we'll see. It's too early. Case to tell. here's the girl. Oh, uh, wrestling. For for those listening live, we're wrestling. Uh, mentioning a little uh, wrestling that's in the background. She's wearing a weird looking bathing suit. And her yeah, eye makeup wear- again different, but still Tammy Faye. Yeah, it's it's not good. Old tints of black. Well, Shayna Baszler too. And her partner Blackie. Hey, Big Ed, your your mic's catching a lot of noise. Sounds like your vibrator oh. is working. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's something whirring in the background. Sounds better now. I though. thought it was Subway's fan. No, it's not yeah. summertime yet. Right, I know that would be weird. Hey, wait, wait, how how cold is it in New York? Uh, thirteen degrees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cold. Oh my gosh, that's way. Yeah, got that furnace running. Yep, it's like eighty-five degrees in that apartment, probably. Probably. Because he, he lives uh, in one of these old buildings. Like, once they turn on the heat, like, it stays on, right? Isn't one yeah. of those type of buildings? Uh, I think so, yeah. I lived in a place in Texas that was like that. And it would just get so hot sometimes. I'm like, fuck it. I'm opening a window. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stick my like head Once it gets up to speed, it stays. Oh, God. Huh. And they would keep it, you know, keep it on. And then... Um, and then you'd have a couple like warm days and it gets cold and then you'd really die. But if they turn it off and then it was off. Like, oh my God. So wait, that you can't control it then at all. It's either on or off. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's how those old buildings are. Wow. Yeah. The good old days. That's not, you know, it's different from central, like buildings like that. You can't put central air in those buildings. You put like a little wall unit in. But that's for more, like, cooling the place. Right. Yeah. Which we'll hear later this summer. With uh, (laughs) Subway's AC unit just blasting it on the mic. (laughs) Subway, did you get a new microphone? You're coming in loud and clear tonight. Yeah. Good. No, you're using the old phone, right? Yeah, I am. That's why. It's worked out. Well, Subway, we're we're going to be going now. We're a little early, but we're we're just talking about it just to let you know we're we're going to be covering uh, a little hair metal or whatever hair bands of the eighties. I love it. We're doing we're doing Motley Crue tonight. Let's should have got a copy I, of it. <clears throat> no, I, I love I love hair metal. Now. However, you're you're gonna get to choose an album down the road, but you're supposed yeah. to, you know, do something for us. Yeah, I. 
I, did you, you do some me? for us? Did you interview someone on the street? Did you talk to Rob to... Manfred and the... Uh, I, the... I, I never Joey got Roses. the real palm from Frank. Yeah, hey, hey, I went to Joey Roses. Yeah, but I did not get the real palm from Frank. Was I, was I supposed to? Uh, you were not supposed to. <laughs> He's got a point. Because you know what? I, I went to Joey Rose's and you know what? I tried some of their sandwiches and they're awesome. I wrote a fan letter. That's how I got my uh, my chops. Nice. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. We, we might have to play that episode one day. Did you, uh, who, who'd you go with uh, to Joey Rose's? Uh, just me. Actually, uh, all right, can I, uh, Ultimate Karen did a little takeout because uh, it was uh, um, scheduling wasn't scheduling wasn't match uh, matching. Is uh, is, so is Riving is Rivington far from you? No, I I could just literally walk over there. Oh, you can. I can walk over there. Yeah, it's supposed to be a good like street for a lot of it is restaurants. It's like a good yeah. Rivington. Area. The they have a, a economy candy over there. The candy Condon store. Handy? No, not common. Condon- sure, that's what I thought he said too. I'm like, hmm. No, okay, not even gonna ask, ask about that. <laughs> I'll ca- I'll call it condom candy. I will. <laughs> would you really call it? Who would? No, I I I called it a con. No, it's economy candy. Uh, great candy store. Uh, have it has everything. Um, hmm. from like throwback candies to now. Hmm. Big Michael, uh, like that. oh yeah, but yeah, no, I I tried uh, three sandwiches uh, from Joey Roses. Three? Uh, well, yeah, I, me and Ultimate Karen split the uh, sandwiches. Oh, okay. Um, so don't don't worry. Um, so we ended up getting um, the Easty. Uh, we got the fat kid. The fat kid's and what? Then, like a all right, all right, go keep going. Uh, and then we had another one, but it had uh, let me check, let me check. Uh, it had Brussels sprouts in it. Uh, really? The hmm. name? Yeah, I forgot the name. Um, the vegan. Is it? So, I, so I, what, what, what's the Easty? Is the Easty like an Italian? Like it's got like salami so, and stuff like that? Yeah, it has uh, salami, uh, sweet cherry peppers, olive oil, uh, asiago. <laughs> asiago. Asiago. Thank you, Ultimate Karen. No. Sorry. I'm a, but yeah, no. Uh, that, that was. Uh, it was pretty, pretty good. Okay. Um, and then... Were these sandwiches good, great, or phenomenal? Oh, oh, 100% phenomenal. Sorry. Yeah, oh, no. Okay. That changes yeah. things. And then the, uh, and then the fat kid, it's pretty much peanut butter uh, jelly oh. with potato chips inside the sandwich. I used to put 
put potato chips on my peanut butter and jelly. What type of yeah. bread does he use when he OMG. does that? OMG. Does he just do that like on a white bread or what? What? The, uh, he uses no, a wonder bread. It's, a, it's like 15 bucks for it. Well, I don't know. Like it, you don't want to put it on fucking ciabatta, which is the most overrated bread. You said it's a hero? Uh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. But I could be wrong. I don't know my breads. <laughs> so like something like a French bread or an Italian. Yeah. Something like that. But I'll say this. The fat kid was probably my favorite. Um, it, it was probably my favorite uh, out of all the three I tried. I, I don't know. Like, it was, well, cre- number one, it's creative to put potato chips in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But I don't know. Are you like, right you or this, are you right? You get that savory, like, taste of the potato chips on that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It just tops it. Yeah. That's a no doubt about it. Uh, 12 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. It's just what? a plain chip, right? Uh, it's like ruffle chips. Yeah, yes, plain chips. correct. It's ruffle. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing that since I was 10. Yeah, it's delicious. I've been in that kid since I was 10. Whoa. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Proud of it. Yeah, and then the uh, last one with the it had uh, I think it had turkey, uh, it had ham, it had I think was it like white American and Brussels sprouts. Um, you know what? It was pretty good actually. You know what? I like see. I'm someone that never really like was into Brussels sprouts, but you put it on a sandwich, it it just it, it it's the taste is a lot better. It's really good. Um, I'll give it a uh, I'll give it an eight out of ten. It's pretty good. Oh. And then, oh, the rating for the uh, the first one, uh, the Eastie. Oh, that's a uh, that's a nine point five out of ten. That's, it was really good. Wow. But overall, all the sandwich, all the sandwich, all the sandwich sandwiches in there, they were delicious. They were so delicious that I recommend that you you guys. Well, I know. Casey will go there, but to anyone watching, go to Joey Rose's because they have one of the best sandwich shops in the entire city. Wow. You, did you know he started that um, during the pandemic? He put, it was like a, a pop-up in, um, I think, the Comedy Cellar, just to kind of keep them going. And yeah. Just to, get, just to drive business in there when nothing was going on there, you know, when everything closed down in New York, uh, you know, and a reason for people just stop in and spend money because they, they couldn't do live comedy. And so he set up like a sandwich shop in there. Yeah. He's a busy guy and he's just like on tour doing this, this is uh Joey DeRosa. Who's the, uh, proprietor. Well, yep. I, I think he's, he's got like one or two investors involved. Hmm. It probably cost like a fortune to, open a shop in New York, let alone the same shop. Hmm. All right. Awesome. Interesting. I was curious as to how you make an amazing sandwich. Yeah. You know, a sandwich. 
sandwich usually sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very I think good. I might have to. I think I might have to start putting potato chips on my on my sandwiches now. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. That's listen. Your cardiologist will be just thrilled. You can't fit that yeah. many chips on a sandwich though. You could try. <laughs> you got to try. I thought about it the other day. I had a peanut butter and jelly, and I had potato chips, but I just ate them separate. Hmm. Right. I thought to myself, I should eat this like an adult. And not put chips on it. Uh-huh. But yeah. eat them separate. And then she immediately cut the corn, the crust off. <laughs> I never did that. My mom might have for me, but I never did that. What? Cut the, cut the crust out? Mm-hmm. You, listen, you have to eat the crust. That's where the nutrition is. That's what they say. Yeah. Do you think it's real? That's what they say. It's probably what they say to get you to not waste it. I don't know. But I think I most often ate the crust. Because I was forced to. Oh, well, good. (laughs) Hmm. Anyone watch anything good on TV or watch a movie lately? Sure we did, but... Well, I what, just watched what, the uh, uh, Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon's. Uh, yes, classic. That's yeah. Florida's favorite Christmas movie. Actually, Jimmy James was here. Was in, uh, we we binged the Tulsa King. Oh yeah, how you liking it? It's good. Stallone is. Uh, it's a role made for him. That kid is from. Uh, we were talking about him. He's from. He's been around. Yeah, he did Silicon Valley, but before yeah. that, he did like Par- uh, Party Down. Uh, Geeks and Freaks. Yeah, but he was Party Down was like a, a breakout role for him too. That What's was, your bring? Was, was that bringing back Freaks and Geeks? No, right after. No, that was uh, right after because it was on uh, Stars, and uh, that was a short-lived show, actually. Uh, they're they're gonna bring that show back uh, to stars. What you know? You watch one episode. Oh wait, Freaks and Geeks. Oh yeah, no. Oh, you're talking about Silicon Valley. No, I was talking about um, Party Down. What made oh. you watch the one episode? Oh. Where the the catering company. Oh. And Adam I Scott. He it. he was a kid. He was like a, he was an actor, and he did a commercial, but his career was going nowhere, mm-hmm. and he started work with that catering company. I did like that. It's a great show. I mean, and there's a lot of people there. Their career started from that. Uh, Ken Marino, um, Adam Scott, Kristen Bell, um, Jane Lynch, um, to, to name a few. And there's like a handful of others I'm forgetting right now. And it was all before anyone knew who they were. Because huh. the show was like probably from like, I'm going to say around 2008-ish. Um and then, um, yeah, but they're, they're going to finally uh, bring it back. Like people just really hammered stars about it, I guess, long enough. And they're like, fine, we'll bring it back, which will be interesting because Adam Scott's uh, a lot older. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, I digress. Uh, yeah, Tulsa King. Tulsa King, from what I've seen, looks like it would be good. 
And uh, Big Ed just dropped off. There's a lot of problems at the Montecito. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I shared oh, no. it with uh, Trip Bank, hoping he'd pick up. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. Because it Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Here. Uh, when you share, like, yeah, does very something. bizarre. Very bizarre. Yep. But because so of the Motley so crew, bizarre, he might have so something to chime in. That's where I'm heading tomorrow's to uh, trip. Oh, you're going to, uh, you're, you're getting on the, the private jet down there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Stop excellent. at the uh, slot shop and then make an appearance, do a race and go. Well, Big Mike right now is figuring out what the term is colder than a witch's titty. Because uh, if he didn't know what it meant, he knows what it means now. So, uh, so it's colder where he's going than it is in New York. Safe travels, Big Mike, and Godspeed. But uh, it is very cold. Four. Yeah, four. That's a single digit. Yeah. No way, dude. No way. All right, we're going to have a, you know, frost warning here. It's going to be the, the coldest Christmas since 1983. And, uh, I remember that year. So do I. I remember someone was just had a trash can, a metal trash can, and just burning stuff. And it was great. I bet that was big. Ed. First year the uh, Mr. Big who were in oh. Florida. Yeah. A trash can? Well, metal trash can. Yeah, not a plastic one. Uh, well, still, yeah. though. I never heard of such a thing. Sure. I mean, how do you think bums used to keep themselves warm? I don't know. Or do you think or, they made the or, hobo chili. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or doo-wop groups. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, in New York, uh, this is always a week that David Tell headlines Caroline's on Broadway, right? Comedy Club. It's been around there for quite some time. Hmm. It's going to be the last week. And he always headlines the New Year's week, you know, Christmas and New Year's. It's going to be the last year they're they're going to be open. So Caroline's closing. Oh. Rent's going to be too expensive. So the lady that owns Caroline's said, um, nope, I'm just closing it, not moving it or anything. Wow. So David Tell will be the... Uh, comedian that closes it out wow yeah huh kind of like a tradition i think he's like done like new year's eve like 20 years there wow. so it's 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 a it's a stupid number it's a new york tradition that's sad it, it, it's sad for a lot of reasons uh it's sad for other comedians because you have a a big comedy club you're losing so it, it makes work a little harder for other guys Mm -hmm. There's a club that broke a lot of guys and a lot of people perform there. A little history there. But uh, David Tell, if you're in New York, go see him, Caroline's. Just throwing it out there. No relation to me. I get no benefit out of it. Just saying. If people saw David Tell live, their life's going to be better for it. <laughs> They're going to understand what time travel is. They'll understand what ill wit it is. Yeah. Actually, he, he doesn't do a lot of that stuff from uh, Skanks for the Memories, but uh, he's still a pretty funny guy. No, he keeps it fresh. He does new stuff every time. He does new stuff constantly. Yeah. I mean, I 
hear him any anytime I hear him on uh, that he's going to be on like Bennington or the bonfire. I'm I'm definitely tuning in, and he's just uh, about as quick witted, not ill witted, as quick witted <laughs> as uh, someone can be. As a matter of fact, they still might. Yes, it is. That screen's still there. Yeah, he's not absurd, foolish. He's not ridiculous, stupid, nope. witless, crazy, dumb, foolhardy, ill-advised. Nor is he idiotic, harebrained, half-baked, ill-conceived, ill-considered, wacky, boneheaded, maybe a little silly. Mm. Silly, Willie. Well, that's good. Those titties aren't absurd. See, it doesn't work. Yeah. That's, that's how you use yeah. it in a sentence correctly. Yeah. And the people are upset. You just say, well, the horse has spoken. Yeah. You're witless. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get it, you're witless. Ill-conceived in there. Right. Yeah, the witless have spoken. Yeah. We thought of a good replacement word, but now I don't remember. Uh, mongoloid, Mrs. Uh, oh no, 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 we we're we're not allowed to use that. No. I already apologized. Actually, Barb Seeking of all people got offended. I think she. Hopefully, she was just kidding. Do you know no. that? Um, no, she's not. Not kidding. I was doing training for a job that I had thought I was going to stay at, and I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, this is good. And they had education I had to do that was awful and mind blowing, boggling terrible but on one of the videos it said the guy I, I was like sleeping you know with my eyes open and the guy said blah 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 mentally retarded and I was like what I'm paying attention now what is he talking about and he was talking about mentally retarded people so I feel like you can use the word but I also think that the slang or whatever you want to call it word retarded sounds better than talking about it in a, in a medical, like mentally retarded. I feel like the person who wrote that video is retarded, right? Wouldn't it be mentally handicapped? Well, what if he was just retarded? Like he had a retarded spark. Uh, what? I think he's talking like mechanically. Oh. Was he a continental? Yeah. What are you, a fucking Lycoming? Yeah. Fuck Let's do a spark check on this thing. Fucking Tecumseh. Yeah. That's how you get out of it. What are you talking about? I'm talking about advanced timing. Yeah. I'm going to retard the spark. Yeah, it's fucking King Air. Come on. Yeah, that, that, that's, that spark is, is, those titties are like sparks. They're not. <laughs> okay, I had to look it up. The owner of Caroline's name is Caroline, in case everybody else was wondering like I was. Hmm. Well, That's Caroline's true. done. She She's going to still support the New York Comedy Festival, but has no intentions to... Because she, she had moved. That's not the original location of Caroline's. It's just been there for a long time. But she has no intentions to move anymore. She's like, I'm done. I'll support the new New York Comedy Festival and you know promote that and promote other things, but it's as old as that. I am. I can only imagine what their rent would be. Yeah, I mean it's on Broadway, right? So, um, 
But it's been there a long time. I mean, it's as old as me. Yeah. There's a few comedy clubs out there that old. Um, that one definitely is the one that the comedy store in LA's fairly old. That was Paula Shore's mom started that one, Mitzi. It, just to clarify, it does say that it's been in there 30 years. So I'm thinking it was opened in 81 in oh, a different bef- location, uh, though. Yeah, it's older than you. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the Comedy Cellar is a pretty old one, too. That's the one that uh, when Louis C.K. had the uh, the show on FX, that's the one that he's always walking into when he's eating a slice of pizza. Mm-hmm. It's the Comedy Cellar. Oh. I've heard of that. Lots of people go there. Right? Yeah. David Tell plays there a lot, too. When they were doing the, the Netflix special, The Bumping Mics, mm-hmm. that was all yeah. Comedy Cellar. That's that's a pretty interesting place. Hmm. But see, like places like that, they're kind of bigger. They, they might have like two or three rooms. Hmm. You know, they have a main room and then they have like a couple smaller rooms. Hmm. I, I want to say that's where... Uh, um, Big J's other podcast he does. Oh, uh, really? Um, Legion of Skanks. Mm-hmm. He does it from there, oh. from like a smaller room. That's cool. Yeah, but he, he does a live show. Anyways, I digress. Not sure any of that matters at this point. <laughs> Hey, Subway, got a quick baseball question on you for you. Yeah, ask, ask away. What do you think about Steve Cohen spending or about $800 million this offseason or committing uh, $800 million? Ooh, that's a very good question. Well, first off, uh, I want to uh, share my condolences to all the San Francisco San Francisco Giants fans, I don't care that they've made moves today. Uh, you lose out on – you had Aaron Judge for seven minutes, Carlos Correa for one week, and they're both gone. Uh, so condolences <laughs> condolences to them because uh, they're going to suck now. Um, uh, but anyways, uh, to answer your question – Man, he really is going all in. The payroll, he spent this offseason, like, what, $800 million? Yes. Is that- $816 million he's committed oh, to payroll. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yes. Now, that's obviously not over one year, but... I but mean, it's like... But baseball contracts are, you know, um, guaranteed money. So, I mean, this is money he's going to have to pay out. I mean, Correa alone was like... What a, a three hundred million plus contract. Yeah. Uh honestly, you know what? You know, he's really he, he's really showing that like, you know, he's passionate for this team. He really wants to go all in. My question is like, is this going I like is this going to eventually bite him in the end? Like, is it gonna catch up to him in the end? And and I feel like it might catch up to him. So, uh, so for now, like yes, a lot of money. You're going all in. I like the passion, but it's probably it will, it could catch up to you. It well him, but yeah. Speaking of baseball, did, did you hear what happened with Trevor Bauer? 
No. Oh, he got reinstated. Has it been the two years? No, they decided to reduce. Uh, they decided to reduce the suspension to uh, one ninety four games, and because he already ser- served our uh, one hundred ninety four games, he's he's got he is uh, reinstated. So he's a free agent. Well, not yet. Dodgers haven't released him. He's still under contract with the Dodgers, but the Dodgers do are uh, going to release him. That's the plan. Or DFA him, so, something like that. But yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah. Piece of, that piece of crap gets a second chance. Well, we'll see. I didn't even hear that. They they kind of did that quietly. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was very quiet. Yeah, it was a quiet move. But yeah, he is uh, reinstated. So hmm. there you have it. Well, there, there's your baseball news. Yeah. Right. Moving along with football and um, college football, we got the well coming up next week. We got the the playoff. Yep. Got the college playoff. The best part: no Crimson Tide. Mm-hmm. That's something that America can come together on for sure. Yeah, no crimson tide. Literally. Yeah, they they had too long of a run. I think. Gotta share the wealth. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's the uh, that's something we can all agree on. We don't want to see the crimson tide do well. It's like they've done good. Like they've been good for like so long. Like chill out. <laughs> oh, jeez, I I forgot about this. So you know, this time of year they do NFL on Saturdays. Eagles and Cowboys tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I heard Jalen Hurts is not playing. He's not hurt. playing. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is hurt. Hurt his shoulder. Yep from the from the Bears game. Yep. Well, all that so, running was about to, you know, you got you got to slide these running quarterbacks. I mean, there's there's a reason why guys became pocket quarterbacks, and that became like the trend in the NFL because too many guys got like destroyed. Mm-hmm. Now they're it, trying to bring back the destruction. Well, no, 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 no. Look, there were guys – scrambling quarterbacks were a common theme. They're, they act like this is like a new thing, like someone discovered this in 2018. They were all scrambling quarterbacks. They used to all run like wishbone option, and that's how it was. Well, those guys never lasted because they were just getting blasted, right. you know. And Not then like, the same way like Subway was talking earlier, though. Y- yeah, I guess. Uh, but – um, yeah, not like a, a Jets quarterback's mom's there friends or something. Yeah, you know they huh. weren't all going to Pound Town. Well, they yeah. were, but a different type. There you go. Uh, like a prison Pound Town, which is not good. Yeah, it's going to go back to you know, what one of the whoever has the best career is the one that figures out I need to be a pocket passer mm-hmm. and just get rid of the fucking ball. Right. 
and not run around. The guys that run around are going to have the really, really, really short careers. Yeah. Especially if they don't learn how to slide. If they keep leaning with their shoulders like Jalen Hurts, i.e. missing this Sunday, they're going to have short careers. It just it just is what it is. You mean like That's, Tom Brady? Yeah, Tom Brady don't run around. Exactly. How long has he been playing? Like Vinny, 20... Testaverde, Vinny Testaverde didn't run around. Uh, Steve DeBerg did not run around. They have long careers. That's why Steve Young retired. He kept running around. He just got hit till he's like, you know, like punch drunk. Yeah, you know he why had I'm a long about... career, but he sat on the bench for a long time before he got. To play. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with Fran Tarkenton. You want to know why his prime ended so early? Ran around, man. The, the running around quarterbacks just just don't last. Michael Vick would have had a shorter career if it wasn't just that he was just like having dogs kill each other and he got suspended and go to jail for a while. His career would end it sooner because there's only so long you can run around like an idiot and before some up-and-coming linebacker just tees off on you and that's it. It's all over but the crime. Yeah. So so what is this like Lamar Jackson if he doesn't learn how to slide? He's going to have a very short career in Baltimore. Oh, well, he's going to be a free agent after this season. Uh, who knows if Baltimore – oh, well, they have the franchise tag, so probably tag him. Yeah, you, you, you tag him if you think uh, there's there's fuel in the tank. Because – Yeah, I, I, I would Because, because the, the contract he's going to want is going to be stupid. Yeah. It's going to be stupid, and you're not going to be go able for to afford it. it. Even then, yeah. like, I, I'd rather give the tag to Roquan Smith than Lamar Jackson. Also, there's quarterbacks. There's more and more quarterbacks coming in the 2023 and 2024 draft. Just draft one of them. I mean, Caleb Williams, like, look at the guy. The guy's pretty good. There's a chance he goes back-to-back for Heisman. Uh, Damn, you want, you want Belichick on this thing. You just got cold. You're like, just caught him. There's always a younger guy you can get cheaper. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I like that. I like that about you, Subway. You just cut through. <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? Lamar could go somewhere. Like, can go somewhere else. You can go to the Colts. You can go to the watch. No, Colts won't give him that money. But you can go to the Jets. I don't care. You're don't like care. the opposite Jets. of John Cena, where he's like respect, loyalty, and hustle, and you're the exact opposite. And I like that about you. <laughs> yeah, I still. I still am waiting for the ultramassive gentleman to come back and uh I admire a guy that just so sits good. on the bench and collects a check. That's my kind of guy. Yeah. You know what? But that grinds you know my what? gears. You know what excites me? I I can't wait for the ultra, ultra ultimate masculine gentleman to come back and we team up to beat down the Usos. Because you know why? You wanna know why? why? Because that feeling it will be very, very oozy. When we beat down the mm. Usos, well, it'd be absurd or witless. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, absolutely. It could happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm re- I'm ready to take down the Usos. I mean, you know what? Feel free. I'll get plane tickets to the SmackDown on the uh, twenty twenty. No, the 30th. The 30th? Next Friday. Yeah, I'll get a ticket. 
I'd like to down. take down that Roman Reigns and that fucking twat knot he's got on his head. Take a pair of scissors and just cut it. Oh, like Bruce the Barber Reef Cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, nice. Snip, snip, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, wait, hold on. Stand by with that said. Stand by. Oh, yeah. Big Ed's rock. rock and roll retrospective. Take it away, Big All right, guys. Thank you. And by the way, that's uh, Subway's mic or someone else is making that noise. I unplugged. So we are we approaching the Hairman segment of the uh, Big Ed's retrospective, and uh, I thought I'd go with one of the originals, Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love, 1981. Can you believe it was that long ago? Too Fast for Love is a debut studio album by American heavy metal band Motley Crue. The original mix of the album was uh, remained unreleased on CD until 2002. This I, I did not know. When it was included in the Music to Crash Your Car to Volume 1 box set compilation. While the album only reached number 77 on the Billboard 200, uh, in the in the states, it would ultimately reach platinum status. The songs "Stick to Your Guns" and "Livewire" were released as singles for the album. The cover is homage to the Rolling Stones' 1971 Sticky Fingers album. There are three known vinyl pressings of the Leather Records version. Leather was the original uh, record company, along with uh, one known cassette. The album was remixed under the supervision of Roy Thomas Baker and released on August 20th, 1982, and is one that we hear on the radio and we are familiar with. Too Fast for Love has received mostly positive reviews. All music reviewer Steve Huey gave the album a rating of four stars and claims that Motley Crue essentially comes across as a bash him out bar band, making up uh, in enthusiasm what they lack in technical skill. Kind of true. Too Fast for Love was the earliest of seven consecutive Motley Crue studio albums to be certified gold or platinum. Every album up to, including Generation Swine, is at least certified gold. Too Fast for Love won double platinum, selling over a million copies. Motley Crue are Vince Neil lead vocals, Mick Mars guitars back and vocals, Nikki Six bass, Tommy Lee drums back and vocals, and Roy Thomas Baker producer. Nine tracks, clocks in at 34 minutes, four seconds. The album starts out with Livewire, a very heavy punk metal type riff, uh, guitar riff that starts out with Tommy Lee on the cowbell and does not disappoint. A young young Vince Neil nails his part. Nikki Six brains behind the music, steady on the bass also. Come on and dance. I really dig this song. The cowbell is almost legendary. And I believe someone had the fever and Tommy Lee had the remedy. More cowbell. An up-tempo rock jam with Sandra D references, or should I say, comparing a stripper to Sandra D? Hmm. Would you try that crap with a net? Question mark. Public Enemy. Another track. Hot out of the gate. Mick Mars playing rhythm guitar and lead and certainly has the talent at this point. Vince Neil has another solid vocal performance on this track, a little sample of his range. This is eerie foreshadowing what is to come in three years. Merry go round and round. I like to begin a soft rift, the signature Mick Mars picking up, and Vince Neil comes in nextly, soft with the verse. Then the, co- the chorus kicks in, and Vince and Mick are on the same page. 
This cycle repeats itself until Neil's vocals crescendos and hits a shrill that shows this band is here and is going to keep rocking and entertaining us for years to come. Take Me to the Top is more punk-like than the others, and it would have the sound in the beginning, but quickly changes, and for the first time, Nikki Six plays a little more complex bass lines and executes it flawlessly. Mick Mars puts an effect on the rhythm and Vince sings along and makes this a favorite of mine. A PCR action. Tommy Lee is definitely the glue in this song and is rock steady from start to finish. And noticeably, the subtle slide work of Mick Mars and Nikki Six goes toe to toe with Mars during his slide. I would say Tommy Lee is glimmers of the, of the drummer he'll become with his power and super fills. Starry eyes, musically, all the fellows play well together. And Mick Mars shows why he was picked as the guitarist in his band and is an early frontliner of the talent in his band. While Vince sings about a groupie who winds up all alone after being utilized. Too Fast for Love. Mick Mars starts out with the lead, which will become his signature sound that we know and love. Nikki Six keeps a steady bass line in sync with Tommy Lee as Vince sings another casualty of the road about some bro who can't keep her legs closed. The rock and roll dream on this up-tempo jam. On with the show. Another song wrote in a Motley Crue fashion with the soft guitar intro. And the vocals kick in and the band rallies for the chorus that Vince seems like he's holding back singing a biographical story of Six's relationship with his parents that goes awry. And he leaves home and when he wakes up, he pens this little gem. This is a solid debut album by these Sunset Strip rock rockers. And who'd, who'd have thought that these guys would become legends? I give this album three Montecitos. The guitar work by Mars really helps put them on the map. And Tommy Lee on the drums showing the potential and the power of his drumming while Neil sings anything that comes his way while Six brilliantly writes all the music and learns the bass as time goes on and makes this a solid effort and worth the three Montecitos that they earned from Big Ed. The Duke boy had not heard of Motley Crue in 1981 and was too busy cranking Zeppelin, Doors, Rush, just, just to name a few, because the Duke boy's purpose was to drive hard, rock out, and not spill his beer. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a wrap. You know what? It's a quick album. It's 30 minutes. It's it's a really short album. The original was 39 minutes. Yeah. And if you can find an original copy, you'll be a rich man. There's three of them out there. Really? They have red letters on the album cover instead of the black. Really? Yeah, they That's come out on this uh, on leather records, and leather is L-U with, with the umlauts. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah, because I think Capital was the ones that released it in 1982. What did I say? Yeah, I think that was Capital Records they were originally signed to. Because that's a L.A. That was a big L.A. um, And this this was a quick this was a quick studio, too. This this went down really fast. This this happened really quick. Did it? Nikki Six wasn't that much of a, a player, but he wrote all the music. He's the brain. Mars was the talent in the beginning. Sure. You listen to Mars on guitar. It was pretty intricate. He played a hell of a slide, and he had a signature sound even back then. And Tommy Lee could, could keep a beat, but he, every album you can hear his power just start. You know, Every album was stronger and stronger 
and his fills were great. But he really did a lot of cowbell on this album, if you listen. He did. Mm-hmm. A lot of cowbell. Somebody had a fever. The link Casey sent me is 50 minutes long, and it is a cover with red writing. That's weird. I just sent her a YouTube link. Uh, of the album, I mean, you you don't know, you know, it's a, a fan copy or something. Well, there are some remixes, oh. and uh, the one remix I saw had had an, another album side on it, and it had uh, a couple of live recordings. Uh, yeah, that that uh, might have been it. Okay. Interesting. The electro version had. Uh, let's see. What was the single Toast from this the album? Town. It must have been like Live Wire, right? Toast of to the Town. Uh, actually, Toast of to the Town was Side B to Stick Your Guns single. Uh, the single was... Live Wire. Stick to Your Guns and Live Wire. Mm. Stick to Your Guns was the one that was on the original. That's what made it 39 minutes. Yeah. And then the one they 1982 electro version is the one I did. And then the 2003 version also had Toasted to a Town Tonight, Too Fast for Love, Stick to Your Guns, Merry Go Round, and Live Are, which those two were live. And that would have added another 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes. Actually, more. 26 minutes. I I think my two favorite songs this album are back to back. Come on and dance and too fast for love. Come on and dance is good. The the whole album is good. It's not really a dead track. You can, it just goes by really fast. I don't know how much like, holy shit, I'm done. I'd be like working. Like I could tell how long an album is by like the work I'm doing. I'm doing like some slot car work. I know exactly how long it's going to take me when I'm doing a rebuild and doing a test. I'm like, damn, that was quick. Mike, I understand. Dr. Feelgood was probably, what, no question, their biggest commercial album. It's got some great songs in it. I, I, I think this is still their best album. And I think this is a, a rock album. Like if you like hard rock and, it's solid start to finish it's got it's got everything in it and it's not a terribly long album for sure uh you know what it's enough to get you wanting more yeah that's i mean it's definitely the start of the band for sure and you know they you can hear the progression later on but uh i i think uh as good as an intro debut album you know you can hope for for a rock band they were kind of a transition from like uh new york dolls kiss going into their own into the hair you know into their hair scene sure well i mean they they were full makeup when this album came out they were like full makeup guys when i saw them in 2005 they were wearing the makeup really yeah they did the old they they went for love look yeah really interesting well that was the first time they really got back together with Vince I Neil uh, I'm trying to think I all right, I saw them a couple times I saw them for the Generation Swine album um, which was the first time they got back together with Vince where 
they had um, John Karabi had been front in the band for a while, and I can't remember what, what band John Karabi came from. You know, they did Hooligans Holiday, and they might have done one other album with him. And uh, with Generation Swine, which you mentioned briefly, you know, they redid um, uh, Shout Out the Devil on there. They're like a refreshed version and, you know, and a bunch of new songs. But then Tommy Lee was also at the time dating Pamela Anderson. So that that kind of caused a fracas at the concert because people kept chanting for Pamela. <laughs> of course. Re- that's, the, I mean, this is when Pamela Anderson was. I mean, Pamela Anderson. So I mean, yeah, prime, he, prime Pamela Anderson, Baywatch Pamela Anderson. Listen, you don't even understand her subway. I mean, people were they there was chum in the water and sharks were yeah. going nuts. <laughs> they were just chant for that. They didn't even care. But they they were great. They were great. I mean, uh, Vince Neil is a type of singer you just can't tell what you're gonna get. Yeah. Um, he was great that day. So that was like, say, yeah, Sam, when I saw him, I saw and him then, in uh, Car- Carnival of Sin. Oh, Carnival of Sin. And then I saw him again on um, Sinners of LA or something. It, it was an album they put out, uh, or The Saints of Los Angeles, maybe it was called. Yeah. Uh, it was like around 2008. So yeah, that was a pretty good song. Yeah. Hey, it was a pretty good, pretty good show. I mean, um, they played a lot of newer stuff, which kind of aggravated some people around us, but I, I don't care. I, but they, they played all the hits. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, I think Tom went with Tom or T Bone mm-hmm. Clay. I told you this story about the guy in front of me and then Clay's sister. Oh, was totally yeah, yeah, disgusted. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she busted me telling her son the story. He went to go see Zero in like 2015 or uh, 2013. <laughs> You're like, he's you like 17 he was like he wanted to hear you know i was he was all ears and i was telling that story <laughs> and then and then I, I turn around and there's clay's sister giving me the look of disgust the same look she gave me at that molly Cruz show four years earlier <laughs> which you had nothing you all you're like hey listen i just saw it i didn't do anything yeah i didn't do I it was just watching well you know what she saw me like trying to get tom's attention and i you know, Tom saw and I got his attention. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, that, and he the, the he he saw the action going on, and then I looked back over at him, and you know, I caught we caught eyes. I'm like, oh yeah, she knows. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, it was a, it was a it was a concert. Those things happen. Well, that's how rock concerts were. Yeah. They, at least they weren't fighting. You're just hoping to see something like that. They were they were doing the opposite of fighting. What were they doing? Like I got to see Guns N' Roses play for Use Your Illusion, and women just were just so happy to let the puppies breathe. <laughs> Your eyes were as big as as fucking uh, buckwheat saucers. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I think that was the first thing on the jumbotron we get there at the Soundgarden. Get them the lights came on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think so. Um, yeah, I remember a comment about a girl dressed scantily clad and someone had said like, I'm sure her dad's proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, 
Hey, listen, no one got hurt that night. It was fun. No, and you got there, to there, see there. a fresh Guns N' Roses in the beginning of Use Your Illusion. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, it was definitely a fresh. It was like very early in the tour. If yeah, because like I saw them like sure. two years later with Metallica and Faith No More, and they were just beat. You know, the rumor is that um, Guns N' Roses had asked Nirvana to open on that second leg of that tour instead of faith no more. And Nirvana said, no fucking way. And, uh, just Kurt Cobain just did not like Axl Rose. And he just, he's like, no, no, I, I, I can't stand that guy. I won't do it. I don't blame him. Yeah. Well, I mean, Axl Rose, I did hear. But, but the thing was, Axl was a big fan of Nirvana. That's that's the irony. It's like he yeah. he liked what they were doing. He was totally into it. Just you know, Axl was just like whacked out of his mind, man. He was crazy. Yeah, was it Axl Rose? He had like a just... Mariah Carey syndrome, you know. And now he's kind of mellowed out. Yeah, that's funny that you yeah. brought that up. I uh, yeah. I heard Axl Rose recently. Uh, he, he has a little tradition where he just throws a microphone in the stage, and for the first time, it like. He's not gonna do anymore because it hit someone. Uh, Axel Rose. He has this uh, tradition no, at the end of the show. No, she said, "Oops." Oh, Meaning, okay. Not, not who or why. Yeah, oops! I crapped my pants. Yeah. <laughs> like Axel Rose kind of looks like uh, Throw Mama from the Train now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he and does. he has, he, and he's probably using mm -hmm. Vince Neil's uh, vocal coach because besides Vince Neil, he. Uh, also, it's not really that great anymore when it comes yeah, to Yeah, Vince Neil's vocal coach says eat fucking Hot Pockets all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a shit show with that guy, too. Like, to yeah. get that guy ready to go on so, tour. They, somebody they posted hire... on social media the abominable snowman from Rudolph and then a picture of Vince <laughs> Neil, and it was fucking awesome. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look pretty, they look pretty, pretty much the same. <laughs> I can't talk about Vince, but I'll say like, Axel was a, a pretty, pretty looking guy, you know, in his prime, you know, between appetite to even like, you know, the spaghetti incident. I mean, that, that was a very attractive guy. And he was really young. No, and, and, you know, just saying that as a, a straight guy. <laughs> You know, he's fit, whatever. He had long hair and he had I never pipes. saw it, but I'm sure. Yeah, when he put the cornrows in, I'm like, all right, dude, I, I, that's enough. Yeah, that's when he, like, weird hot girl energy. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, you know, just hot girls. They just think they could do anything, ah, and it's not wrong. Ah, and it's not wrong. But, you know, if you go on YouTube, when they first got back together with uh, Slash and, and Duff, you know, I don't know when they call what did they call that tour, No Way in Hell or some bullshit name. Um, they do Locomotive live, and it's pretty fucking good. Axel kind of nails it in Coma. I think probably the two hardest songs to sing in rock and roll because they're like eight minutes long, and it's a vocalist nightmare. Because it's all vocals. There's not many breaks in it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But if you get a chance tonight to look at it on, on YouTube, 
pretty cool. Wait, wait, wait. When was this concert? Uh, I don't know. Maybe two, three years ago, 2018, 19. Hmm. When, when did uh, Duff and, and Slash start playing with Axel again? Yeah, that's probably about right, 2018. Yeah, it's pretty good. They, they, did, they did a short break because Axel actually left, didn't lead the band, but ACD, that's when... Um, he was yeah, on ACDC. Yeah. The singer had a... That's when Brian Johnson issue. had the hearing issues. Right, yeah, and like so Axel stepped in for like the summer tour for ACDC, which was kind of cool. Fucking wrestling. Yeah, wrestling's just out of control tonight. Uh, oh, oh, Ricochet just got re-energized by a kiss of a woman. Like, uh, like he's Popeye. playing a video like, game. Like, like, like Popeye got spinach. Yeah, like you can actually see his biceps. Gonna... Just uh, except it's the it's uh it's in his pants. The you know the yeah. action so going on. Yeah. Yeah. These fucking guys. Well, I like that they're finally using Ricochet a little bit more. Guy's pretty darn athletic, but uh, they still cartoonish uh, storylines with him. So, did you want to pick an album? Or did you, you wanted you wanted to do the Salty Dog, or did you want something else besides that? Before, I don't know. I I definitely want the Salty Dog. I could uh, do the Salty Dog. She's my baby. Yeah, sweet little baby. She's my now hot dog bun. Now, now you talked about doing a Rat album and a Dockin album. Yeah, I'll do. I'll I do four. I'll do as many as you want. All right. Here, here's the thing, though. And, and we got to figure out a timeline. Subway, we had promised, uh, you know, he, he gets to pick an album at some point. Yeah. And he had to do sure. something for us. He went out and scouted a food place, went out in there, and he did a food review. Sure, we sent him to MLB, and he got thrown out ceremoniously and now banned for life. So now we have yeah, no but the access. ultimate Karen did the takeout. He was supposed to go in there, and but I don't know. Right, well, it was look, during there, it was during my show time. Well, it was during the round uh, during the time I had to do my show. So unfortunately, I can't really. I I would have gone if it wasn't it wasn't for the show. So I mean, he could pick another album of this genre. We can just extend the genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's not that's not a problem. I mean, do I you have it. an album in mind? Uh, actually, yes. Yes. Which one? Uh, so I was thinking. <laughs> like, yes, the band or? No, no. no uh, I was. I don't know. No. Uh, I was actually thinking. Uh, you know, you guys are doing the hair metal. I'll stick yes. to the hair. I'll stick to the hair metal uh, genre. Look, you can and wait till we're done and pick one. It doesn't matter. You know, There's I'll, no timeline. Yeah, you know what? I'll wait. Until don't table it, Subway. Don't don't let them bully you. Yeah, I'm just saying you. You do what you want. You want to do a hair hair album? You can. You can. You want to wait and you know pick what? something other than. I'll I'll wait and pick something. I'll wait and pick something. Oh, he's actually, a wild card. 
because yeah. because I want I want to listen to these uh, hair metal albums. I love hair hair metal bands. Uh, they're awesome. Uh, Did you listen to my... Too Fast for Love? Yeah, uh, Live Wire. I'll say this: Live Wire was a song that um, um, Live Wire is a song that uh, I uh, I love listening to. Um, it's just um, amazing. Yeah, it's a good track. Yeah, good, good opener. And, good, good way to start an album. It is. A lot it of really energy. Is. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's like an anthem track, you know, like it a really, Russian yeah. anthem. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> it sets the table. Yeah, and you know what? Shout out to Two K Studios for adding that song onto uh, NBA Two K Twenty. Hmm. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That, yeah, that was on there. Yeah, they don't really add like rock songs, uh, like throwback rock songs, uh, as much as they used to. But this no, is... they certainly don't. No, they'll focus on rap and hip hop. Yep. Actually, I should check who. Actually, I think there's an artist who picks the song. You know so what? I didn't read anywhere that it had made. Usually, that's that. That'll be in at least Wikipedia. It is, yeah. If you look at the live wire uh, Wikipedia, it'll say the song is featured on NBA 2K20. Well, that's the only song that is hyperlinked, so it's possible. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Live wire appears in the soundtracks to the video games Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, Brutal, Le- Brutal Legend, Saints Row the Third, NBA 2K20. Yep. Uh, soundtrack to Trolley's Angels and The Dirt. Of course, it's a Motley Crue history. That's the only song that's hyperlinked. I didn't. I didn't click. I don't. I don't always yeah. use uh, Wikipedia, but I did for uh, on on a couple of things I wrote down. Hey, you know what? Can I tell you about my favorite time or favorite thing about this time of year? What is it? that everyone's always shocked it's cold like Uh, like, (laughs) this cold air came in and like you know this white shit's flying around and like what's going on like what do we do about it like everyone forgot like it happened this time last year fucking winter time where you lived because there's no school shootings going on they gotta do something (laughs) to scare the public you know like how can we scare them this week nobody no no school shootings you know like um we already got Trump's we, files. We um, can't talk know. about the laptop. What do we, so it's going to be cold. Mm. Oh, gosh. I'm so nervous about the cold. I got an email yeah. from Bush Garden saying that because it's unseasonably cold, the, the gorilla later. will be wearing a hoodie. I, I, no, yeah. they're opening later in the next few days. But oh. I'm like, unseasonably is probably not the right word. Out of character for Florida. Yeah, look, it's going to be cold down here. Look, it's it's cold winter. I mean, the whole thing. But I love like when they use like uh, the the vortex and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I I get a little chub over it. It just gets me really excited because it's ridiculous. It's global warming. Well, it don't matter what it is. I just like how they react. Like. You know, you have a guy in a studio, he rolls up his sleeves like he's going to punch a cloud in the face. Like, I got you. You know, like he's going to fight it like he's a, a Marvel superhero. Mm-hmm. 
Like he ain't doing shit. Like uh, this guy. They're never really... apologetic when they're wrong either. They just roll into the next oh. forecast. Next, next. You know, right. news. What's up with that? True professional. Yeah. No, it's all right. Just lean into it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> make a joke about it. No, no, I mean, lean into it like no apologies, like whatever. Sorry, not sorry. You know, they're they're like a bad boyfriend. That's what Whoa. they are. Whoa. No, yeah, now you're talking about fish are going to die. and I know the iguanas are going to fall out of the tree. So what? It's life. Well, at least the ozone is better, you know? Yeah, well, actually, that would be good if a bunch of iguanas died. That would be good for Florida. It, it, it's going to happen. Yeah, they, they, they have a little problem down south. If, if this is going to be 1983 cold, I remember that Christmas wearing a down parka on Christmas Day yep. when JC and Janet came over. I just somehow just remember that scene in, in the driveway at Uncle Lawrence's. Nope. Is that Uncle Big Ed's brother. Uh, there, there might have been flurries. There might have been flurries. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. called life. What? Cold? But, but, but we're in Florida. Yeah. Then you get all those northerners on the... On the hey, so how do you like... Yeah. yeah. Our, our cold weather is going to be like a cold. It's going to last three days, and then you're going to be stuck with it like cancer for the rest of the fucking year. <laughs> Big Ed, what do you what do you think we're gonna do next week? Are we gonna do the rat or docking or? You know what? I'll do the salty dog because I know which album Big Mike said oh. a rat album, but he said he would pick one. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Same, same right. with uh, Cappy. He said docking. I said you tell me which docking. I don't want to do it and go, you know what? I was hoping it would, I don't want to hear, I was hoping it would be, or rather you tell me, and then you could be, you know, disappointed because it wasn't the one you thought it was, but you said I could do this one. Something like that. And I'm down with Salty Dog. That's going to be. <laughs> I listened awesome. to it uh, once this week. I'm like, all right, this, this is very doable. I forgot it's. It's it, fun. it could it could be a two fiver. I think it's got uh, you know just listening to it once. It's a two five. Hey, listen. It's a catchy that first song. That bass riff just real catchy. You could do for them what that like I said the the documentarian did for Anvil. It's possible. That's what we're working on. We gotta get Trip Fink out there first, and then we'll get. Oh yeah! Oh god. I don't know if his bass player still got it. I think his wait is that the guy you punched? Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the punch. Just coincidentally. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, he saw him, but he's like he's just fried. Yeah. Well, he's, it happens. he's partied out. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that that happens too, unfortunately. But the drummer, uh, we had a conversation. Put on like a. Third party line and, and no, uh, no, yeah, yeah, Mike Chasty, really? Oops, oops, yeah, Tasty Chasty, yeah. All right, very good. Maybe we'll get a, uh, a session basis, you know. Maybe John Paul Jones, you know, he does a lot of session work. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he sits in with Dave yeah. Grohl, why not with, 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 with Tripfing? Well, you know, if you, if you write him a very compelling email, you never know. Well, with that said, I think, I think, I think we covered it all, right? Yeah. Did pretty good for, for, for tonight. Um, we're at, we probably rocked out 90 minutes. Yeah. Uh, probably 90 too many, but that's all right. No one's counting. Yeah. 18 too long. Yeah. Listen, folks, is uh, the last live show of the new year. So I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Merry Christmas and everything else that comes with the holidays. Uh, thank you for Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, yeah, yeah, all, all, of them, all of them, all of them, all of them, uh, the, all of them, even Satan's holiday, whatever that fucking thing's called. All you guys just get along. Yeah. Peace, um, love. Yeah. Peace. Peace and love, peace and love. No more autographs. Sorry. We'll you don't get them to me by the end of the year. I'm sending them back. I'm not signing them. Peace and love. We'll, we'll be back uh, live in 2023. And uh, any, any any final words from Subway Slam? Happy holidays. And, I'll, and we'll see you guys in the new year. Hey, give me a veal palm from Frank's. <laughs> you're not cold it's just the air around you that's cold that's yeah. right those are true right. words big mike if you if listen, you're not crying they didn't upset you enough <laughs> big mike godspeed we'll see you soon love you have merry christmas big mike listen everyone love you all enjoy my trip thing take you to the next level listen God to this guy i love you all this case is signing off on Warm Beer and Cheap Seats Podcast, WBCS.